Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast, and thanks for listening. Um, and when I say that, I mean it. I really do appreciate it. There's uh, um, no way to know when you start something along these lines, kind of how it's going to play out, or how people react, and I haven't got a ton of feedback, but maybe... <laughs> I'm sure um, the feedback that I've got has been okay, pretty good, but that's been, you know, just a couple of people. So maybe the reason is because the other people are just thinking she's a total idiot. Why is she running around? (laughs) I don't know. But I'm going to keep doing it because clearly I don't care. Um, So I just wanted to give a couple of updates, business, little business uh, corner here. Just to keep in mind that if you are connected with me on my personal Facebook page, that you can also search on that page for the group page. It's me, Sam, on Facebook. I'm going to be sooner than later transitioning to only posting updates and things on that group page. And um, Or if you're not connected with me on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, you can just do a search um, under groups for It's Me, Sam. I didn't have any trouble or run into any duplicates or anything with that name, so you shouldn't have any problem finding it. And then the cover page picture, or the cover, I don't know what it's called, the cover picture is the same picture as the one on the podcast, so you should be able to pick it out pretty quick. Um <clears throat> So connect up with that to keep up to date with guests that are coming up and um, new episodes and things like that. Also, if you subscribe um, to the podcast, you'll get updates, notifications on your phone and listening device. Do people still use, like adults still use iPods? I, I wouldn't think so because essentially I think more than more people than not have iPhones and an iPhone is basically the same as having an iPod. Would there be any reason why you would have an iPod separate for your listening things? I don't know. I had to give up the iPhone because here's why. Here's here's a couple of reasons. Reason number 1, I'm fully convinced and I and I subscribe to this uh, conspiracy theory 100% that iPhone, Apple, whatever you want to say, um, Steve Jobs, RIP, lo- love his heart, but I, something's going on, something's going on, bud, because tell me if you know what I'm talking about, who else's iPhone promptly has a major malfunction and starts flipping out as soon as it hits the two-year mark and it's time to, for you to you know, renew your contract and get a new one. Yeah, mine every single time. I got the i. I had the iPhone four. No, no. I had the three. I had the four, and then I had the five, and then I was like, I'm out. I can't do it because <clears throat> in my mind, like, I didn't particularly want to get a new phone every two years. But every single iPhone that I had at the two year mark, bam, start make just um, be fine for two years. Hits that mark, start falling apart. Anyway, I don't know if there's any <laughs> like scientific support of that theory, but (coughs) I have heard other people say that. Um, Here's reason number two, no storage, unless you want to pay $6,000. So, and I've seen people doing this, like you go to take a picture and you're like, dag on it. And you got to delete a bunch of apps or delete a bunch of stuff because 
you have no storage. I'll tell you right now, my phone has a SIM card. Nope. Nope, not a SIM card. It has a uh, external memory card. I'm fairly certain that I have over 3,000 pictures on my phone. So, that's something to be proud of. Couldn't do that on an iPhone. Uh, and number three, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the third reason was. I just got tired of it. I just got annoyed with like constantly having to delete stuff, constantly having to worry about it breaking down. So I just went with the Samsung. I've had a Samsung for like four years now. And oh, I know what it was. I got a, um, the phone is waterproof, which in my world is a good thing. The case, I'm sure the phone is waterproof and I got a case that's waterproof. So I'm like double protection. Um, that was another selling feature. Let me turn this carol down here a little bit here. So anyway, so that's that. That's my rant on iPhones. Um, for, you know, no other reason than I am have ADD and got distracted and started talking about that. So the other, the last piece of business would be, um, I mentioned, Take the I don't know, episode one or two that I was going to get an email address set up that was actually flowed a little bit better with the name of the podcast. And I finally got around to doing that. So here it is. Um, it's dot as in like a period it's dot me dot sam dot podcast at gmail.com I know that's a lot of dots it's kind of confusing essentially there was it's me sam podcast was taken so I had to had to mix it up to be able to get um to be able to have it so it's dot me dot sam dot podcast at gmail.com so send me an email yeah, I mean, or don't, I don't care, but, uh, I mean, if you want to send me an email and we'll talk and like, I don't have a lot going on, so I'm guaranteed to respond and, um, yeah, we'll be email buddies and we'll be fine. But, but seriously, I do want to, um, that's kind of a more, I guess, intimate, uh, sure. Like I have anybody that's even contacted me at all, but I mean, if, if it comes to that, which I hope it does, and you'd rather contact me there versus like posting your deep dark secret questions on the Facebook group page that option is available so there you go send me your questions send me your ideas send me some topics if you know somebody who you think's awesome and you think they should be a guest on the on the uh, podcast just you know send me their information and we'll we'll make it happen I'll make it happen again with the wheel I, I don't know what's wrong with me I'll make it happen so um, yeah, I had a couple things I wanted to talk about today. Um, I've got guests scheduled for the rest of the week. So I know you were really just anxious to hear just my mouth run. So I wanted to go ahead and get this on for you today. Um, so Saturday had quite a, basically a, a near-death experience. I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. <laughs> it was, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not being dramatic. Totally near-death experience, life flash before my eyes type thing. Um, a friend of mine was for her birthday. She wanted to celebrate by putting everyone's tails in kayaks, and um, which is great. Like I like, I love being outside. It was a beautiful day up until the moment that I got in the kayak on the water. Um, it was a beautiful day hot, sunny, all the things, you know, I like being on the water, you know, all the things. I'm not exactly athletic, 
So it was, it was like, I predicted it would be a disaster. And, and of course it was. But, um, literally that friend, the friend whose birthday was when we, she knows me so well. She knows my, just my life tendencies so well. When we got back to her house, she had a little cookout afterwards and everything with everyone who had gone kayaking. She was like, did you expect it to go any differently? Like, did you honestly expect that it would just be a normal kayaking experience? And I was like, yeah, you're right. No, no, I knew it would be, I knew something would go down. I just didn't know how it would go down. So essentially <clears throat> it was going to be a pretty cool day. It was, a, it didn't, it, you know, at the end of it all, it was fun. We, it was funny. It was fun. So, uh, but me and Charlie, my 11 year old, were, uh, you know, planning on doing this together because my six-year-old was with her dad and then my parents kept the babies for the afternoon. So here we go. So everyone else with the group is going to be going out on their boats around 2 p.m. Just in case you were wondering, if you want to be hip with the kayakers, they call them boats. So that's just a side tip. Uh, so everybody's going out on their boats around 2 p.m. And so I called down to our local livery, you know, the place where you get your kayaks, and uh, in the morning, I'm like being super responsible, I'm trying to make sure we're set to go with everybody else, and I'm like, I need to reserve these two kayaks for 2 p.m., and he's like, no ma'am, we don't do reservations, <laughs> I said, of course you don't, of course, so, but he says, uh, you know, but no big deal. Come down. We should for sure have some at two o'clock. We are, you know, we've got plenty. I'm like, all right, awesome. So I drop the babies off. We get there a little bit before two. He's like, uh, yeah, we're fresh out. No kayaks. So he says something about weather pattern. I, just a lot of stuff I didn't understand, but I essentially all the other canoe and, and kayak rental places are shut down for the day because of high water in every other river apparently in southwest Ohio so he's hopping because everybody wants to go kayaking and he's the only place open so he says to me you know come back you know I'll call he takes my name puts me on a waiting list tells me that he thinks he's going to have kayaks in an hour <clears throat> so we wait around we're sitting outside with the you know the people who are going out ahead of us and you know I'm thinking no big deal like they'll go at two We'll get a call at three. We'll go behind them. Maybe we catch up. Maybe we don't. It's not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. Me and Charlie will spend the time together. It'll be fun. Well, basically what went down is that he never called. And the friends of mine who had gone ahead said, you know, if you don't hear from him, just plan on meeting us at the end of our run and just taking our kayaks. You know, we'll drive you back and you can take our kayaks. And that's what we did. So here it comes at five o'clock. And we still haven't gotten a call. So I'm, so I get my friends, get their kayaks. Of course, in just true fashion in my life, as I'm pushing my boat out onto the water, I get a call from the guy letting me know that he has kayaks available. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you so much for your timely, uh, timely call. But I'm actually already have a kayak from a friend of mine. I'm on the, I'm on the water. So get out there first of all we shouldn't have gone right off the bat it's thundering like you can hear the thunder in the in the distance it's it's you know imminent storms definitely coming coming our way but here we've been waiting for three hours charlie's so excited he's so pumped to finally get out on the water so we're like you know what hopefully it'll pass maybe it's in the distance whatever 
Uh, no, it was right on top of us. There, we weren't on the water for more than four minutes max. That it just started pouring rain, solid sheets of rain, just to the point that I, I had to take my glasses off. I can't even see. I put them down in the kayak. The water is just stinging my eyes. I got mascara running down every part of my face, just stinging my eyes. Can't see anything. Current's getting stronger. Water's raising up. I'm flipping out because I'm like, I've seen this creek. Like, this is where I used to play when I was growing up. My grandma's house is right up the road. I've seen this creek get really high and be crazy. What's going to happen? <laughs> so, of course, because I uh, struggle... I get caught on a rock in one of like the little rapid sections or whatever and kind of to the side water is just just steadily flowing into the opening of the kayak and if you've ever tried to move or pick up a kayak that's full of water it weighs it it weighs about 6,000 pounds it's just impossible so I'm thinking in my mind like what's going to happen? I, I call my friend because I'm, I know I can't move it. I mean, I tried to move it. I can barely stand. I actually fell at one point because the water was just racing down. I've got rain beat me in the side of the face. Like, it's just terrible. Well, thankfully, my friend also had a, there was a couple who had kind of waited and did the same thing that we did and took out some, you know, borrowed some kayaks from our friends and you know, they were behind us a little way, a little way. So he came up while I'm there, I'm stuck. And he was able to actually pull it out. And he, uh, he, tur- he emptied the water out, but, but I mean, not all the way. So if, if you know anything about kayaks or you want to know, I'm going to tell you, this is something I should have known. And I should have, uh, you know, I should have implemented <laughs> this suggestion when I had water you know, pulled up in my kayak. There's like a plug at the end of them. So you're, instead of tipping it over, which is not super effective at getting water out, you're supposed to tip it up on its end to let all of the, all of the water, really, truly all of it drain out. Well, we didn't do that. We just tipped it over on the opening and he was, I remember him saying like, this is about as good as you're going to get. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I didn't really think anything of it because I'm like, well, a little bit of water in there, no big deal. I'm like, it's a big deal. Let me just say to you, it's a big deal because I had water in there to the point that I'm trying to kind of balance the water back and forth. I'm leaning to the left. It's going to the right. I'm leaning to the right. I'm trying not to tip over. I got minnows. Like I see minnows swimming in my kayak. That's how much water I've got in there. So here we go. Of course, I come up on another little rapid section. And at this point, I flip over and like smack my face in the water. I'm underwater. I'm basically drowning. Like my legs are stuck in there. I finally get my legs out. I get out. I'm sucking water through my nose, you know, down my throat. It's just not a good look. It's a creek. You know what I'm thinking? You know I'm like about to be on an episode of monsters inside us because I'm just sucking amoebas steadily back into my brain through this whole ordeal. My kayak's gone. Charlie's flipping out. I'm like, just save the kayak. It's not ours. I can't handle the fact that I might lose my friend's kayak at the end of all of this. So he reaches out, snatches the kayak, is convinced that his shoulder's coming out of socket because he's holding it for me while I'm trying to trek through this water 
in the uh, shore, my feet, oh my gosh, if you've ever walked barefoot on like river rocks, I don't know if I'm just a big baby or my feet are sensitive, but my feet have never hurt so bad in my life. I was almost crying. It was, well, I was crying because I was in a full on panic attack for basically two full hours. Uh, and also because my feet hurt so terribly bad. I could, it, it hurt even afterwards. Like that's how terrible it was walking on those rocks. So I finally get to it, get it over to the shore. Again, don't dump it out the right way. Like just kind of turn it over and do what I can do. <clears throat> get back on the water. Here we go. So, of course, I'm kind of doing this balancing act again with the water that's in there and tip it again. At that point, I was like, forget it. I'm just riding this thing down the rest of the river like a flipping river, like a, uh, what do they call them? Like a giant floating log. I'm, I'm done with it. So, I'm just kind of laying on top of it. I'm floating down. I'm hoping the water doesn't get too shallow. Thankfully, these, this couple again to the rescue, he comes up, gets it over to the shore, you know, actually, he uh, apparently paid attention in kayak class and, and knew about the plug at the end of it. So he did this time, you know, did the plug, drained all of the water out, and then, you know, finally made it to the end. I, I, I've never been so happy to be done with something in my whole life. It was just, just stress, just stress, and, and just and, and just keep in mind, in addition to all of the the tipping and the drowning and the amoebas in my brain and everything along with that, it is raining like a monsoon the entire time, just just pouring literally until like the last fifteen minutes of our of our time. So we get done, we get out. I'm obviously we're all we're both just soaking wet, head to toe potential pneumonia is on the table because it's just been cold, you know, with a storm rolling in. I found out later that the temperature dropped like 27 degrees between the time, you know, earlier in the afternoon to the time around 5 when we started <laughs> with the, of course, as soon as we get on the water to do like a summer kayaking jaunt, the temperature drops 27 degrees and a full-on hurricane blows through. It, it, it's just classic, classic Samantha, but anyway... Well, I guess the, the whole point of this story is, is, you know, obviously just to provide you some comic relief, hopefully, and, and maybe you'll you'll be confident that your day is better than anything, you know, that, that I went through on Saturday. But I, on Sunday, the funniest thing that was ever said to me, I was telling this girl, um, this other mom at our end of the year soccer party about kind of what went on, and she was like, you just don't look like you've been through all that. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm glad I recovered. Thank you so much. But, uh, I guess what it comes down to is like, did I want to go through all that? You know, honestly, on Saturday, one of the babies, both of them had been up since like 4am. I was so tired just from the get so tired. So when I'm sitting around from two to five, waiting for a kayak the only thing that I can think about is I could be taking a nap I could be home taking a nap and but I think what we have to know is that how critical it is and how important it is and, and what made me kind of stick it out is that I want my kids to know <clears throat> that what's important to them and what they value is also important to me and I value it as well 
Now, I mean, there's plenty of times that I can't. I mean, there's plenty of times that I can't participate in activities just because of time or work or whatever it is, or I can't always be at things or I can't. But in that moment, I could. And as much as I wanted to just go home and crawl in my bed and not (laughs) sit around waiting to do something that I really didn't even want to do, um, you know, it was important to Charlie. He really wanted to do it. So he did it. And I think, you know, like he kept kind of looking at me, you know, because the whole afternoon, the whole time we're out there, just kind of gauging my attitude, gauging my response, because I think he kind of knew that I was frustrated. I was tired. I was just, you know, emotionally and physically spent by the end of it. And even like the next morning, um, he woke up and he was like, are you sore? I'm really sore. And I was like, dude, I've been up since 5 a.m. I've already got Motrin in me. I'm good to go. (laughs) I didn't even realize like how sore. It was almost like being in a car accident. Like my body had been so tense and just like just panicked for two straight hours. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like sore from head to toe. But uh, anyway, I mean, you know, it's just it was it was funny after it was over. I don't think Charlie really realized how kind of touch and go was there for a while and that I nearly drowned or could have easily smacked my head on a log underneath the water and died right then but yeah I mean we had a good time and I want I, that's the other thing like I want to set an example for my kids that they can do things you know they don't have to be afraid they can do things like if I if I can physically do something and if that's going to help them to feel motivated to try it or to do it as well or to have experiences uh, I'm going to do it. You know, I didn't, did I want to put my fat tail in a kayak and, 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 you know, set myself up for a disaster situation? No, of course not. But, <clears throat> you know, we got to spend that time together. We got that, we've got that memory. He, he, he literally told me at the end of it that it was like one of the best days of his life. So if that's what it takes, if it takes me, uh, you know, practically drowning and, and sucking an amoeba, up into my brain for him to have an awesome day, then I guess so be it. So parents, you know, I feel you. I know we're all doing this stuff. We're all just a lot of times doing things that we don't want to do just to show our kids how much we love them and to show our kids how much we, we care about what they care about and, you know, pats on the back to everybody and who's doing these things day in and day out. And hopefully you're doing something that's not risking your life like I did but uh you know normally kayaking isn't that that uh risky so hopefully we'll we'll have another trip sometime that will be a little less dramatic but um anyway so the only other thing that I was just going to mention this is kind of another funny story but also just wanted to kind of put some feelers out and, and ask these questions about this topic of marriage and divorce um I had to last Wednesday in the middle of the day go to a, I'm sure if you've ever been divorced, you would know this, that um, if you have children, when you get divorced, you have to go through a class to, it's called, you know, something along the lines of parenting after divorce, parenting through divorce, something like that. And here it is in the middle of the day, like 1230 to three, this class. Um, And, you know, you get in there, I'm... This is my second county that I've been divorced in, so I'm super knowledgeable about this topic. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. But, 
you know, the first time that I went through it, it was actually a guy teaching. And then this time it was a video straight out of the 80s. I'm, I'm talking like full on feathered mullets, a lot of Aquanet, a lot of scenes of like girls, like actually, I'm not even, I'm, make, I'm not making it like an actual scene of a girl like lamenting her parents' divorce teasing her bangs and spraying them till they're just rock solid. <laughs> so this video is straight out of like 80 mid, you know, early nineties. It's terrible. And it was kind of rough too, because not only was it completely irrelevant to our, you know, where we're at today as far as time wise, but if you, if you think back to that period of time, dads were kind of pieces of crap, like just across the board. And especially when it came to divorce hearings no dads were getting custody. Dads were barely getting visitation. So this whole video was really super biased against dads. There was a lot of dad bashing, a lot of dad blaming. And so there's this couple there. Now, what they told me was that when I scheduled it is that they don't really want for couples to come to the class together. They want you to choose like two different sessions or whatever because, you know, drama. They don't want to have drama or whatever. But there was this one couple, this man and woman, who clearly were, had been at some point, you know, a couple, and were, you know, parent, you know, obviously were there together. Now, this guy is like, just picture this, uh, full-on bibs, you know, overalls, trucker hat, had some kind of like mullet rat tail combo going on with a uh, ponytail, transition lenses of course and uh so as this video is playing he just gets up and storms out like makes a big show out of it pushes the chair huffs and puffs stomps out slams the door and of course you know i'm nosy as hell so i gotta get up and find out what's going on so i get out there i fake i gotta go to the bathroom or something and i go out there and uh he is sitting on one of the benches outside of this courtroom where we're having this class, just shoulders heaving, full on weeping, like heavy, intense crying. And I'm like, man, buddy, sorry. And so then I, you know, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but I feel bad for him. So I go back in there. Uh, a lot of emotions ensue after the video is over. People are just outraged. <laughs> How could you throw show this video? It's so biased. It's so old. You know, the trainer is, uh, continues to say, well, we're working on getting new material. We're working on getting new material. And my favorite part was this one guy is like, how do we know? How do we know you're not just telling every class that comes along and that you're working on getting new material? Because ideally, you would never be in that class more than once. Uh, so she could easily be saying that, you know, to every class and nobody would know any different. But She's like, I promise. And she's all like getting upset. It was just dramatic. One woman starts screaming because I felt terrible for her. She's in an abusive relationship. Her kids are not, she's not going to have a, you know, amicable relationship with her ex. And, and her children are not going to have contact with her ex like this video portrays. Everyone's just upset. Um, the guy, the, you know, the transition, transition lenses guy, he starts carrying on because he's mad about how sad the video is and that it, it bashes dads and he's tore up. Everyone was just upset, just angry. 
So the emotions are high. Just just picture this. This courtroom. It's in a courtroom. There's 32 people in there. So it's pretty well packed. I think there was only maybe one chair um, up at the, like, defense table where nobody really wanted to sit up that close. 32 people. Out of nowhere, here comes just some criminals just busting in. I'm talking full-on head-to-toe stripes shackles around the wrists and ankles and they just start flooding in and everybody in the room whips their heads around people start backing up from them everyone's kind of nervous looking around guess what I'm doing because I can't handle situations like this I'm full-on laughing hysterically because the trainer's flipping out she's trying to push him back out these people have clearly been told by someone official that they need to come into this courtroom. It's like a single file walkway. So the person who's told them is obviously behind them. And they're just ignoring the trainer because she's obviously not a person of authority. She's just this little girl that's trying to teach this class. And they just keep filing in. Just criminals. Just filing in, shackled head to toe. I'm laughing hysterically. So anyway, finally she gets gets a hold of the bailiff or whatever he is, gets him out of there. Uh, it, everyone's all worked up. Like we're, some woman's like, we could have this could have been really dangerous. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> People are worked up. I'm still laughing because. I live for situations like that. I live for people being just caught off guard. And, and I just lie. I just am obsessed with human behavior and how people react, how people act to things. But I, anyway, so that was, that was just made that whole experience super enjoyable because it was, it was so annoying, you know, to have to go down in the middle of the day and miss work. They do offer another evening class, but it was just easier for me to count on childcare during the day than it was to try to arrange different childcare in the evening. So anyway, what I really wanted to just get into real quick here before I close out is so 32 people, as I mentioned, there was a couple of couples that were in there. So let's just say 30 families, 28 families represented with children that are going through the divorce proceeding. And I got to thinking, you know, after I got over my hysterics from all, the whole, the whole cr- criminal debacle going on, um, I got to looking around and thinking, like, what do we, what do we need to do? What do we need to do as a society to stop this this high statistic? I mean, she was saying, you know, I think we've heard this that fifty percent of marriages in Ohio. That's this Ohio statistic. I don't know if that's the nationwide statistic as well, because I've heard that before, but 50% of divorce of marriages in Ohio and in divorce and and in particular in that County that I was in for that class, their statistic is actually 60%. So 60% of marriages in that particular County end in divorce. What are we doing? What do we need to do? Is what I'm trying to get at. And I, and I want to, I'm hoping to get some feedback on this because even though I promise to give all the relationship advice, I clearly don't know. I clearly don't know what the answer is. You know, when I think back to like the people that I grew up with in the church, because here, I, here's the thing I could say, well, it's Jesus. The answer is Jesus. The answer is 
uh, a relationship with God? The answer is making God the center of your marriage. Okay, well, here's the thing. When I look back on the people that I grew up with in the church, at Christian camps, at a Christian university, you know, so essentially Christians that I grew up with, there's more of them that are divorced than there are of them that are still married. So as much as I, I believe that that is the ultimate solution, that is the ultimate, um, you know, a glue that's going to hold a marriage together for the long term, it, it has, I haven't seen it played out, at least not in my circle of people. Um, and so, you know, I, I obviously I see patients that are older. I, my, my, the majority of my population that I see are geriatric, older, older patients. And, you know, I'm talking like 70, 80s, 90s type old. And, you know, I've definitely had patients that have been married for 50, 60, 70, you know, a lot of years. And I'm not going to get into like, tell me about your marriage and, you know, what during my visits. But I do kind of wonder when I talk to these people, like, how did you do it? How did you make it last? You know, is it just that you got married in an era to where it wasn't, it just wasn't an option? You know, did you just basically stick it out and, 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 and that was it? There just was no other, there wasn't, divorce wasn't even ever on the table. It wasn't, an, it was a non-negotiate, non-negotiate. I can't talk. I don't know what I'm even trying to say. Um, you know, I, I've, I know other couples that have been married for 30, 40 years. And when I think about what I know about them, or what I, the little, the few things that I've picked up here and there, I think they're pretty miserable. I think they were pretty miserable for, for good periods of time, for long periods of time. And is that the solution that you just kind of weather out those miserable years and then eventually it'll work itself out to where you're just past it and then you're, you're okay and you, and you move on to the rest of your life? I don't know. You know, are we so used to being, you know, having this feeling of being owed a good life or owed a happy life that when it does get hard or when it does get difficult or when it is frustrating that we feel like, well, no way I'm not sticking around for this. I'm supposed to have a good life. This isn't, this isn't right. I I gotta, I gotta get divorced. I don't know. I'd love to, you know, if you know, if you know of a couple who's been married for, let's say 20 plus years, maybe even 10 plus, because it seems like making it to 10 years anymore is like a major accomplishment. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, if you know of a couple who's been married, let's say like 10, 15, 20 plus years, and, and you feel like that they are actually happy and have a successful, thriving marriage, I'd love to talk to them. I'd love to know what some of their, their tips, their, their advice, you know, it's, I have no intentions of ever getting married, but I'd love to help y'all out. I'd love to be able to maybe interview or talk to some people who have successfully uh, navigated this this marriage thing. I just it just I just think we just kind of suck at relationships, and you know when I say we, I'm saying that because I'm sitting in a room full of 32 other people who are also you know getting divorced, and you know the majority. And even the, sometimes the more than the majority of people who get married are, are ending those relationships in divorce. So I don't know for this, for our, for the kids that are involved, I just would like to maybe, um, I just would like to know, you know, what's the, what's the answer? What's, what, what are some answers, I guess, 
to try to build relationships and build marriages that last last for a lifetime. You know, you make vows and you say those things, but is anybody really sticking by him anymore? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't, if I, if I had to sit down and, and, and think of people that I know who are married, who, if you, if, if what I know about their marriages and, and, and know that they had strong, healthy marriages, I don't know that I can come up with very many. And that's just crazy for me. Like it ha- there has to be, there has to be something that that works there has to be people who are actually married and enjoy it like not everybody who's married can be miserable I'm sorry that's just not how it can be it's not right so anyway I I gave you my email send me an email leave me a comment send me a message whatever you, you know let me know if you know somebody or you have some tips from your own marriage I'd love to hear it I just got to thinking about that sending that class I got to feeling kind of sad for these other families you know like I said a lot of emotion a lot of hurt and uh yeah I just uh I just I'm interested I'm interested to know more about it you know, obviously I failed. I had some extenuating circumstances, but, you know, and I think in those situations, when it comes to abuse, when it comes to infidelity, things like that, you know, those factors are, are outside of what I'm talking about. But, you know, I, I wasn't great at it regardless of those factors. So I'd love to know, I'd love to hear from other people, you know, wh- what are some things that you implement or what are some things you know of other couples that implement into their marriages that have made them last, you know, for the long haul. So, that's that. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to touch on, I actually have some topics written down here. This is completely ridiculous, but I really want to know about it. Does anybody know anything about underground houses? I'm going to leave it at that because I see one in my town every once in a while and I want to know everything about it. I'm sure I could do some research, but, you know, that's not going to happen. So, if you know anything about underground houses, leave me a comment, and and I'd like to know about them. I I feel like it was kind of a fad there for a while, and people got kind of hyped up about it. I remember when I was younger being really hyped up when I would see one, but I don't really know why. Like, why was it such a big deal? Why are they still even around? Are people still building houses underground? You know what I'm talking about? We're like only the fourth of the of the top of the house is showing. I want to know everything about them. I need to know about them. So, all right. Leave me some messages. Send me an email if you want or don't. It doesn't matter. I'll keep recording even if you don't. So, we're good. I've got some cool guests coming up this week. My sister-in-law especially is amazing. We're going to be talking to her. And then uh, we've got some, some other people scheduled for the rest of the week. So look forward to that. And I hope you enjoy your Tuesday. I'm sure it's uh, cloudy and gray and muggy. And my allergies are out of control. So it's another beautiful day in Ohio. All right. I'll talk to you all the next time. Bye.